Season one, episode two, Next Step Podcast. Man, time flies. I, I remember we were on a, just on episode one. Now we're already on episode two. Incredible. Yep. yep. Take four. Take four. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay, well, I'll let you uh, kind of lay out the, the theme for today, and then we'll get into it. Bet. Well, today we're going to be talking about um, kind of a mixture of like transition from college to quote-unquote real life and then just about married life fatherhood the whole nine and so we'll start um why don't you just kind of talk about your your transition from college to quote-unquote real life like literally just like the process like when it happened how it happened and just a little bit about that yeah well um for those who don't know um i played two full years at University of North Florida, and then my junior year, um, it was I played half of the season. Um, around the start of my junior season is when I met who is now my wife, um, Bridget, and she um, already had a son, uh, Peanut Cameron. He was four at the time, and so once we um, met, and as our relationship grew, and it grew very very quickly. I'm talking like you know like a month, and you know that it was very very fast. Yeah. But that's all it took for me to realize that, you know, that's what I wanted. Um, I wanted to be with her. I wanted to be with him. You know, I wanted to um, make that, you know, my little family and they wanted the same thing. So we talked a lot and I'm pretty sure, you know, I talked to you a bunch. I'm, I'm sure of that and oh, yeah. uh, ended up coming up, you know, with the decision that it was time for me to kind of take a different role in life and more of a, I guess, a quote unquote, a man role or a fatherhood kind of role um, for me playing I guess basketball, you know, especially after suffering with knee injuries throughout the years and it not really having the same excitement feel anyways. Like, don't get me wrong, yeah. UNEF was an amazing experience and I loved everything about it, traveling the world, you know, hanging out with the guys and all that stuff. But as far as the yeah. actual playing, it wasn't when I was comparing it to wanting to be like a husband and a father and, you know, those kind of things and what felt important at the time. I feel like that was what I had to do and it was time sure. to kind of just move on with that stage of my life. And, you know, I have nothing good – nothing but good to say about the way that all the coaches handled it, uh, the way that the entire team handled it. And even the support from when I made that choice to, you know, cause I still lived in the apartment for a few weeks, you know, getting things right. together. It wasn't like, you know, I'm off the team and, you know, get out immediately. It was a very, everyone was, you know, there for me. And it was, right, it, was right. it, it made it an easy transition for how chaotic and sudden the whole thing was, you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. For such a sudden thing, you know, yeah. and I, I think it speaks a lot to like, you know, just the way our team was and where our coaches are too. like everything really is a family. And it wasn't like you were making, even though it was a quick decision, it wasn't like you were making this, you know, insane, like not thought through, you know, type thing. Like, you know, it was a mature decision on your part and, and, and the coaches felt the same way. And all of us obviously understood felt the same way. So probably made yeah, it go as smooth as possible. Yeah. But yeah, um, you know, that was my transition. And yeah, like I said, I have nothing good to say about that transition process because you know like like you said even though it was for the right reasons you just I'm glad I was at UNF because you never know like like we always say we were a very tight family there and you never know what other school you would have went to or other decisions you would have made where it just could have went south and made the whole thing a lot harder oh yeah 100 percent a lot of yeah. places are very different I haven't played at other places a lot of places are very different <laughs> yeah absolutely man well, what yeah. about you uh so me I that was actually the so truth junior year was my senior year um, 
And so, you know, I've, I finished up that same year, but I finished out the year and obviously that was 2020. So that was the year that COVID hit. Um, and so, you know, we we're coming to, coming to the end of the year, we had tied for winning the regular season. I was kind of a weird, like, I, I still really know how to feel about that. I was like, we won conference, but we didn't win conference. You know what I'm saying? Like we tied, like, that's kind of a weird thing, but you know, and then normally when you, when, when you win conference, you get automatic NIT bid. But we didn't get it because they had a higher, uh, higher ranking. It was just a whole, whole weird thing. But all that to say, you know, we were, we got upset in the conference tournament. We were preparing to play in a smaller tournament, the CIT, um, and we were, I mean, literally practicing like four days before our, our game was supposed to be. And that's when, you know, the NIT had shut down, the CBI had shut down. They were talking about, you know, the the NCAA tournament hadn't shut down, but they were talking about it. And then, you know, coach called us back in. At, it told us the season was canceled, and and then my wife and I were back in back in Tallahassee that night. Um, and I think what kind of helped, like obviously it was kind of a, an abrupt. It was you know like about two months earlier than we thought we were going to move back. But what made it, I think, easier is you know kind of the beginning of that year for me. You know, me and Sue's had always planned to. After I was done playing, I was going to go overseas, play for not not super long, but like three to five years, travel the world a little bit, you know, get to play pro and then, and then move back home, start our family. You know, we both kind of had an idea what we wanted to do once we moved back. But at the beginning of the year, it was like, can't really explain it any other way than like a God thing. Like I literally just like put on my heart, put on my mind, like, Hey, it's like, this is supposed to be your last year. And it wasn't like, like I, I didn't like playing anymore. I was like, you know, I had a lot of injuries too, but like my body had held up great. So it wasn't like that was a thing. Like it really was a genuine like piece of just like somehow, like I just knew this was, was supposed to be my last year. So we had already planned to move back to Tallahassee. We, we were buying a house, like the whole nine. Um, and so that definitely made the abrupt transition smoother that we knew exactly where we were going. So we just, you know, mumped up the timeline a little bit. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, you know, we always talk about it, like, how similar and different our lives are. It's just, it's so unique to see how, like, like how our lives have played out and, like, how things can be different, like, from what I've went through and what you went through, but still we can still share these common goals and stuff, and I think that's just really cool. Oh, yeah, dude, it's awesome. It's awesome. Now, so talking about those transitions, right? So what would you say, like, within that transition – like, okay, going from being a college athlete to now you're, I mean, you went from, from like, you went immediately into fatherhood because she already had Cameron, right? right? Like, you know what I mean? And then obviously y'all have Everly now and we have Everly, but you went immediately into that role. So kind of moved all at once into like husband, father, provider role. Talk about kind of the biggest challenge or biggest challenges kind of in that transition from just like, hey, college athlete to nope real world husband father whole nine uh yeah no problem jt hey by the way you went out just a little bit there so maybe stay in a different area of the house Um, but uh yeah yeah um you know you know me um and we've talked about it and i think the last podcast that i kind of am someone who can kind of adapt and make kind of crazy decisions and kind of just live with them um yeah but that was probably the biggest one i've ever made you know from just a college athlete to husband and father instantly right um is a huge change um i think it was a decision that in the back of my mind i knew that like would be easier for me just because of the sense that i've always been someone who wanted 
um, that kind of life anyways. Like I've always wanted to have that family. I've always, well, I knew I always wanted to get married young and have a kid young. Right. Um, I, and the reason I think a lot of that I had it for me is because my parents kind of did the same thing in a sense. Like, you know, they met, got married within, you know, a few weeks of knowing each other, you know, a year later I'm born. So they like also did everything very young and very sudden. Right. Um, and you know, I've, they've always been kind of an example for me. Like, you know, if, there's no like a uh, right way to do things. You know, you see people right. who probably 50% of people do it. And, you know, some people stay together for years. Um, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think there is an, there is an algorithm for what works. Right. Um, so, you know, to make it shorter, seeing my parents and seeing how they did it. I, just as a kid growing up, seeing for sure inspired me to take that same walk of life. I knew I was always prepared for that kind of thing, but that doesn't mean I necessarily knew everything it was coming with. And the biggest, you know, um, hurdle and the hardest part about transitioning was still like, obviously I had no idea what being a father was, you know, I, I was still, right. you know, I'm still to this day, still doing, you know, figuring out how to deal with things on my own. So it's like, oh, to do that and, you know, raise a child. And now, you know, so you, you just mm-hmm. gotta, you know, sometimes you just gotta figure it out. That, that's just what life is. You just gotta figure it out. But, um, so, you know, with me and Cameron, um, he's very energetic. You, you know, you've met him a few times. He's, you know, he's all over the place. So he's not a hard kid to please, but as far as knowing what kind of dad I want to be, that took a while. I mean, I had no clue what I was yeah. doing, you know, like, you know, like I didn't know the right way to say punish or, you know, uh, discipline or, mm-hmm. you know, what things were worthy of say a punishment or discipline or like what yeah. was not, when was I going too far? When was he going too far? Like right. those are things you, I just had to work through because I never, you know, did the infant stage. I didn't see him grow up until that point. So I didn't, you know, I just, you know, started out with a four-year-old, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah, I just had to figure it out, but <laughs> right. me and him did it together. And I think, you know, and, um, I think the way I overcome that hurdle is honestly me and you had a few huge conversations, um, and, it, and it's always stuck with me. It was something that you told me, actually. And um, it was something that you heard once. And it was, uh, it was something about that I think one of the better things you can do as a parent was or is, is like recognizing when you're wrong and making sure mm-hmm. that your child like sees you recognize yeah. when you're wrong rather than, like, you know, you know, do as I say. Not mm-hmm. as I do, you know, like, I don't have to feel sorry about anything. You're the kid. I'm the adult. Like, no, yeah. like, I, you know, if I'm, if I go too far, which I do a lot, I still make sure I come back at the end of the day, you know, sorry about that. Like, you know, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. And, but we're, uh, it helped us become closer, you know, from the time we met till now. And it's just been nothing but great. And no one traded for the world. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think that's the thing too, like, you know, you know, for me now being a new dad and stuff like that, it's like, you know, you feel, you feel that pressure. Like you were saying, like, all right, I gotta, I gotta do this thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you're literally in charge of like raising this child. And so you're like, all right. Um, you know, there's this tendency. Okay. I've, I've got to be perfect almost. Right. But like, obviously right. none of us are perfect. It's impossible to be perfect. And like you were saying, like, that was a freeing thing for me too. When I heard that, I mean, and I had heard that before I had a child like, Hey, like the biggest thing your parents are like, it's like, you're not going to be perfect, but like, like you giving your child a gift of like, yeah, recognizing when you're wrong and showing that to them. Cause then a kid too is always going to assume that they're the bad guy in between there and their parents. Like if, if you're just angry and then never come around and be like, Hey, 
daddy shouldn't have got mad at that that like i, I shouldn't respond to like that the kid is always going to think like oh like that was my fault like i'm bad that type of thing and so yeah it's, it's definitely a huge thing and to take the pressure off you you're like oh i don't have to be perfect you know what i'm saying i just got to yeah. come back and and apologize when i'm not um so i i, I would say for me as far as like biggest challenges in general obviously that's like a huge question but like i don't know I would say the shift of, of like weight of responsibility in the sense of, okay, you're in college, you're playing for a team. Like there's a lot of pressure on us in the sense, Hey, we've got school, you've got social life. Like, you know, for me, I was married, that whole thing. And then, you know, you're, we're expected to perform and they're like people's jobs on the line, right? Like the coaches, like, I mean, everybody in athletics, like essentially is based on, our ability to perform and do well on the court. Right. And if, if mm-hmm. we don't do that, you know, coaches get fired, even like, you know, for, for our school, basketball was like the main way that we brought revenue in for the whole school. So really the whole, all the different sports suburbs. So there's obviously a lot of, a lot of weight and pressure and you're playing in front of thousands of people and it's on a national stage, like that whole thing. But I think I didn't really anticipate, okay, moving from there to, okay, now, working a job and you've got to make money and just like that whole thing like it's such a different even level and type of like weight and responsibility to carry and I and it was definitely a harder transition for me than I thought it was going to be just because I'd never been used to that type of weight before mm-hmm. right like even as a kid like I never I never had to worry it, you know if my family had enough money or anything like that like I was just blessed like to never have to worry about that so like finances and like carrying the weight of having a job and having you know what i'm saying like if i don't if me and Sue's don't don't you know do our job or have a job and bring home money like then we're not gonna be able to eat like that type of thing like i never felt that before yeah. and then starting a business and having you know the weight of that so definitely i think the biggest challenge for me was adjusting my mindset with the you know learning to carry the weight and really just a growth in in capacity because i think it takes you know a greater level of of maturity and it took you know obviously a little bit to the transition that i'm not you know not fully there yet but definitely have like gotten up on you know how to how to carry carry that weight i think yeah well definitely like to go on what you're saying i mean if you think about the fact like you said how we did have a ton of responsibilities in college but like it was really like the ones making everything happen and things going with coaches and like exactly. it's almost like in our real life now we've become the coaches, you know, like, <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, us and our wife and stuff. And now our kids are the team, you know, like now yep. they're the ones. And now, now we want, you know, they're going to have a lot of responsibilities You know, our kids. They're going to have to, you know, pull their weight and stuff. But as the coaches, us now, now we want to provide that stuff for them because, exactly. and, you know, and I think that's, you know, to, that's kind of how college athletics in a sense prepared us, I think for this, because like, I think we had such good leaders as coaches there. Like, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, like and coach D and those guys, man, like, like, I think we both can agree that our some some of what our maturity is today, or maybe most of it, came from our experience at UNF and kind of watching them lead. Because like, it, it's yeah, and it's crazy. Like even within it, like I think we were talking about how, you know, just the little stuff that Coach D and them used to make us do about you know like no hats, keeping our shirts tucked in all the time, <laughs> yeah. and like how ridiculous they were at that time. But now, just thinking about like things I want Peanut to do, you know, like every day yeah. I want him to wake up and get himself dressed in the morning. And I want him to wake up and brush his teeth in the morning. Like it's the same comparison for a little six-year-old and like what we were doing. Like, it's, we're just trying to teach, you know, 
good habits, yeah. like responsibility, like it's the same thing. Like, and I really think that's kind of what it is, is um, we've taken on more of the coach role now, you know, we're the coaches at UNF, our kids are the, the players <laughs> right. at UNF. And like, I think that's honestly, like we got to see that in college, like it, they really did try to prepare for the world. And, I, and sometimes I'll still message those coaches and just, you know, be like, mm-hmm. you know, cause you know how I came in. And for those who don't know, I came in a, UNF, like, still kind of hothead. Like, I, I was always kind of a hothead growing up. I mean, I was always very competitive and didn't always know how to deal with my emotions and high-intensity scenarios, you know, with games and those kind of things. And, you know, I still came into UNF that way. And uh, those are things I had to work through. And, like, those, you know, at the Division One level, coaches, you know, don't put up with that kind of stuff. But UNF was different because they, they didn't put up with it, per se, but they didn't get rid of you. And a lot, some schools would. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'll, you know, so I'll always be thankful for them. And, uh, but I think that's how they prepared me for the world. I can just by, you know, seeing how they were with us and me kind of want to take some of that with my own kids. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And that's, I mean, that's actually a cool, a cool way to think about it. Like it really is like it, it prepared us for parenting. And we probably didn't even really know that it was until now. Like even, even in what we were talking about before, like, Hey, best thing you do as a parent is like, like model to your kids what it means to take responsibility when you're wrong. Like think about how many times coach D like came in and like apologized for us that he hadn't been himself and he hasn't been the husband he's supposed to be. And he like, was going to go apologize to care. Like all, all those times that he took responsibility on him for, you know, you know, him, him not doing what he's supposed to do. And like what that models to us are like, Oh wow. Like, okay. That's like, like that's, that's a leader. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, that's somebody I can get behind and stuff like that. And, and, and you made the point too, like, okay, you know, like about no hats inside, no earbuds, tuck your shirt in, like those type of things. It's funny, like when you're in it, you're like, all right, is, is this really, is this really that important? You know, mm-hmm. is, is it really necessary to do that? But now looking back and that's what I would say, okay, you know, on top of what it talked to you about parenting and leading in general, but like those, how, how adamant, Coach D and the staff were about little things like that, but it was how how important the little things are in building a culture and how important culture and character are, right? Because Coach D, like you were saying, and it's it's this unique blend where it's like he doesn't he Coach D didn't put up with anything in the sense of like, I mean, if you are like he says, early's on time. You're there 15, 20 minutes early, and if not, people are calling you freaking out like you're gonna be late. And if you were late, like you might as well have you know, failed three drug tests, you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like, it's but, but those things are so important to him because he knew how important like character is for us long-term in life and how important character and culture were to the team for us to be successful. And so he, he put strict boundaries up and said, Hey, this is how we're going to be. And this is not like every, every program doesn't walk like this. Like there's no cussing, walk inside your shirts tucked in. We're early doing well in the classroom, like had probably much stricter rules on us than most other schools have. But at the same time, it wasn't like, Oh, you broke one, you're out. It's like at the same time, he had this incredible blend of like loving people and like helping you walk through it. You know what I mean? Like when, because obviously not all of us come in. I mean, even me, like I've, I've never been, you know, a troublemaker kid per se, but in the same way, like in basketball, like I've, kind of been ahead too sometimes I, I i remember first my first year there there was several times where i got trouble with coach D. we'd be in practice and i get frustrated and like i'd kick over a chair or something or punch a ball and you know shove a teammate or something like that and like he'd, you know 
worked worked me through that and saying like, no, 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 that's not how we act here, right? But right. like you were saying, there's situations like, okay, you would think somebody who's that strict, oh, somebody breaks it, then you're gone. But he had this very unique blend of like, no, 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 this is the culture. This is how we're going to be. This is important. We're not we're not budging on this, and there are going to be consequences. But at the same time, none of us lived up to it all the time. And and like I knew there was nobody that loved me more than Coach D and the staff. You know what I mean? And it would be there for me even when I fell short in the yeah. So it was perfect, perfect blend. And like again, when you think about parenting, like that's that's the type of parent that I want to be. Like very like, hey, it's it's clear the type of family that we're gonna have and the type of you know people that I want ever to be, right? But at the same time, I know she's not gonna be perfect and I'm I'm gonna be there for her when she's not perfect. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And and like you were saying about culture, I mean that that's kind of now what we're in because you know, we have, we haven't, our kids aren't older yet. So like the culture that we're trying to create is new. Like, so it's, it's not an established culture. And I think that's something that I'm still dealing with, you know, like trying to figure out. Um, and it's going to take a while. I don't, I don't know when, like as a family, when you establish your like forever culture, I don't even know if that ever happens. It may just be an ongoing adaptive experience forever, but, um, you know that, so now getting into like, you know, we, we've seen how we transitioned, We've seen the biggest challenges and how college prepared us. But now we did all that. Now we're family. And, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, our marriages now, our yeah. kids, you know, all the difficult things with it, the adjustments, our challenges, and the best parts of it. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'll kind of talk about it first. Um, you know, me and Bridget got married um, January this year. And so that would be, I guess, just over a year from when we met. I think we wanted to kind of, um, though we would, though I bought her ring, like a few weeks after we, we met, we wanted to, you know, just come home, get settled a little bit, kind of mm-hmm. actually plan like a, you know, a small wedding. We had a wedding in a backyard and stuff. We wanted to, but we wanted to plan it, make sure you know, we can get things together and just kind of live and stuff. I actually moved back to Tallahassee before <laughs> we even, um, got married. So, yeah. um, but it was, you know, the marriage was great, uh, you know, it was awesome. I want to trade it. Grady, your brother, you know, recorded it and he did awesome. Heck and yeah. you know, that was awesome. But after that, oh, and you know what? Bridget was actually um pregnant at our wedding. So yeah, going into that now <laughs> I have two kids. You know, Peanut is six now. Um I have a newborn. She's six and a half weeks right now. And really? um dude, yeah, it's crazy how fast life is moving. Um but I would say the biggest adjustment for me though throughout all this is probably that's a tough question, man. I like that. I like we put it on there like that, like stuff you don't think about all the time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. No, I would say it's probably the newborn phase. I mean, I mm-hmm. think what it is is trying to juggle the balance of like what Bridget needs from me, you know, with a newborn. Cause, you know, the mother role takes on a huge, yeah, like full force of nature. Like once that happens, like it's just like, like what I guess it's trying to figure out what your role is as a father at that point. It's like, right. You know, it's like, okay, you're the mom and dad, like we're equal parts in this, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're 50 50 on like every single second of the day. You know what I'm right. saying? Like sometimes that means uh, maybe Bridget needs to be with the baby for six straight hours and I'm basically non existent. Or maybe that means that I need to hold her for an hour while she go takes the shower and just, you know, right. cools off. So, like, mm-hmm. I think trying to figure out that balance between what is my role with a newborn and also yeah. now that we have a newborn and we have two kids now how do we make sure that peanut feels completely 
you know, the same way as before in a sense of like, you know, he's still in the same like top priority with everything. Cause you yeah. know, like as I've, I'm the only child, I never had a sibling, so I don't know what that feels like, but I can imagine that it's gotta be somewhat of a difficult process. Like, even though there's good to it and there's probably negative like sides to it where your mind's all over the place and being six, I don't even know how that feels. So my thing is trying to like making sure that I've, since Bridget needs a lot more time with the baby, I'm trying to make sure that I'm spending a lot more time with peanut. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm the one who's taking him to school, taking him to his MMA and gymnastics classes and making sure that, you know, like we're not, it's not just the baby that we have the full focus on. We have, you know, two kids for sure. Yeah. Equal roles. And I think that's been a huge, you know, process, a learning curve for everyone involved. And that's kind of like, I think our culture is kind of coming into where we're trying mm-hmm. to like realize that we're a team. And I think that works for me because, you know, we've always been, Team players that's how we are like so i think that's the kind of role i'm trying to or the kind of culture i'm trying to bring into the family is like a team dynamic like everyone's got to pitch in everyone's got to help each other out and everyone's got to realize yeah. that like we just got to have conversations like when we're when we're stressed out when there's problems like everyone can talk to each other i want to talk to peanut like he's like we're on the same age level like we're like it doesn't matter like that he's six and i'm about to be 23 or whatever like <laughs> right you know we're both figuring things out so i think that's what i'm trying to bring in um, you know, the challenges of having two kids now and just balancing time, man, that's really what it yeah. is time. Cause you know, it's just going and going and going. Here comes 2022, you know, right, Same. right before our eyes, you know, my birthday is Thursday. I'm 23 and it's just like, I feel like I was just in elementary school and it's just, things are moving, man. Yeah. It's insane. It's, it's crazy how fast it moves. Um, yeah, well, Susan, and I, Susan, and I got married May of 2019. And so we, we had, I mean, my whole senior year, obviously, you know, we were married, got to be in Jacksonville, that type of thing. So we were, we were married for a year before we found out we were pregnant. And I think definitely so like, and I'll say this, I'll kind of get, okay, which, which transition is harder being married or being a father. But like, I think each stage of life here, here's what I've realized, right? Okay. You go from being a college athlete to out in the real world and like, for me now I'm coaching other kids, right? Mm-hmm. That went from, Hey, coaches coaching me, preparing things for me about my development to now it's, I'm about other people's development. So in that sense of like, okay, it's now no longer about me. Now you get married. Life is now no longer about you in the sense before I get out of practice. I grab some deep, I come home. I do literally whatever I want to do for the rest of the night. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I could, I could play the week for three hours. I could watch the office. I could just sit in my room, go hang out with whoever, whatever. Like, it's literally like there's no, there's nobody else really to think about but yourself. Once you get home, now, now you get married. That's no longer the case, right? Now you have a, a, a life partner that, like, hey, every decision y'all, y'all make together. Yep. We made together. So now, and that, so now life is e- even less about me. Now it's me and Sue's together. Now she's, you know, top priority in my life. Then you talk about having a kid. I was still, I'm like, Having a kid is like, it goes from like, not only less about you, like it now has nothing to do with you anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because that kid yeah. is what, like 100% <laughs> dependent on like their parents to survive. Like it, that was the craziest thing for me. Like first holding Eva was like, like this, this child is so fragile. It's insane. <clears throat> like this child is helpless without us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it just com- com- completely helpless. And so, and so that was just insane. But just like with all the transition, it's just, life becomes less about you and more about pouring into other people, which honestly for me, and I'm sure you could say the same thing is like, is, is, is more fulfilling. 
you know what I'm saying? Like it's harder. It's, it's definitely harder to get used to because you know, we're, I'm not that far removed from being an athlete and everybody like working me out and training me and making sure my body's right. And like that type of thing. But like, it's much more fulfilling to turn around and do that to other people. I think. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then especially in like a family marriage, like that role, like, I mean, it's just, there's nothing like it, but definitely, definitely talk about bigger adjustments. Like you were saying, there is no bigger adjustment than having a kid in that newborn phase. Dude, like you think, you you know, you, you do some research and you think, you know, what to expect. You have no clue, no earthly idea. Yeah. So that was, that was definitely the, the biggest transition for me. And then especially like you were saying, right. So like right now I'm staying because of my job, because, Hey, I started a business. I have a little bit more flexibility because of training. I only have to really work right now in the evenings. Right. You know what I mean? And so I have a lot more flexibility. So I'm home with the baby most of the time and Sue's is working full time, but the first three months, you know, she was home. And like you're saying, you know, there's only, even though, yes, you want to split the responsibility, like, especially if you're breastfeeding and stuff like, like there's only, there's only so much that I can do. Like I can't breastfeed. Right. <laughs> like there's certain things I just like physically cannot do that the father physically cannot do. You know what I mean? So like more is just going to fall to, to the mom, especially in those, you know, those early, early months, early weeks and, and stuff like that. And so as hard as it was for me, you know what I mean? I, I can't even imagine how, how, how hard it was for Susan, that transition, but, but yeah. So I would definitely say having a kid is, is the biggest transition just because I think it's the rudest awakening to like, wow, like, yep. Life is no longer about you. It is, you know, your, your whole, like, I mean, even when we go to, you know, go to travel somewhere, like I can't just hop in a car and go like, all right, so I have a diaper bag. I got diapers. I got an extra change of clothes. In case she has a blowout. I have the, have her bottle. She needs solid food. She needs some toys. We got the car seat. We got the stroller. We got her fan. You know what I'm saying? Like you, mm-hmm. you got to make sure you're bringing her whole house with you. Sure she's got <laughs> everything she needs. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, all right, two hours before we leave, I'm starting to prepare and like load the car and stuff like that. And so it's definitely, it's definitely just a transition, but I think, you know, with all those transitions, it's, it's really just that reality, like, Hey, becoming less about you, more about others and more about, you know, pouring, pouring yourself out as a leader for others, which honestly is, is really beautiful. But he, even though it's a beautiful change, it's still hard because again, like for most of your life up until adulthood, things are about you in a sense, you know? Yeah. hundred percent, man. I just, you know what? I love how just absolutely well-spoken you are. And I just, I can't wait till I'm not as scattered as I am. Just like, you know, <laughs> you're just amazing at it. God. <laughs> it's awesome. But yeah, no, uh, oh, you know, yeah. To kind of wrap this thing up, um, you know, I think what we were talking about, like with me, it's kind of just like how, how much, how fast time is going, man. Like, I think yeah. if I could give myself, you know, any advice from the very get go, not that I'm like, have all the answers now by any means, but if I could just like transport a little bit of what I know now yeah, to the very beginning, I would just, I would really, really try to just realize that like, though life is going to go by like extremely fast and these kids are going to be grown up before we know it. Like, I just... I would just tell myself to just really, really enjoy every day, you know, like, and just like really, really just accept the process of it all. And like, because like to tell you the truth, man, like, I I mean, like, especially lately, I just like dealing with so much stress, you know, like with things Mm -hmm. and like, 
And like I was kind of telling you with like, like Bridget is dominating like this, the mother thing, like of the infant stuff. And sometimes, you know, I feel like I'm not pulling my weight or whatever. Cause right. you know, like I'm always used to kind of being like the, the, um, the one leading, I guess, in right. a sense, like, and it's like, it's really like having the newborns really pulled me back and realized like, man, like it's not all about me leading all the time. Like it's really mm-hmm. like, it's us leading together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I just, if I could go back and just tell myself, like, realize that enjoy the day to day. Like you don't have all the responsibility and the weight of the world doesn't have to be on your shoulders at every second of every day, you know? Right. And one yep. day you're going to have a newborn and then you're going to realize that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's kind of like, you know, that's the way I'm kind of feeling about things and like kind of what I want to start taking with me day to day more moving forward is just, you know, enjoy each day, um, continue work as this team, this family dynamic that we're trying to have. And I think that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to pull myself back and kind of, I guess, my own ego in a sense of like, it, man, it's it, we're a team. Like, it's, I don't got to make everything happen by myself. Oh, yeah. 100%. And like, you know, it's interesting you say that. Like, and before I, I really answer the question, I just want to speak to that a little bit because that's, that's okay. So, so for me, you know, Susan works at a church. I'm the youth leader of the church. Like, we're very serious about our faith. And like, you know, one thing that I think, I mean, which, which is true in a Christian context, Hey, the man is the head of the household. The wife is quote unquote, the helper, right? That's, yeah. that's the terminology that you hear now, typically what you see in like, you know, in, in Christian circles, Hey, that means the wife stays home with the kids and the husband goes out and works and provides. Right. But right. what's interesting about that. And so like in, even if I didn't, you know, if you don't realize like that's what's in our minds, like that's kind of how, typically especially in traditional culture like that's what we're taught to think is correct right Right. and and there's nothing wrong with that but what i've transitioned things like really you know for me when i look at my bible right there there is nowhere that says like hey the man must work and the wife must stay home right right like the um you know with with us and we've had great people in our life to give us you know this advice too and i'm thankful for it like I've realized the best way that I can lead my family right now is to stay home and be the stay at home dad. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the, and the best way that Sue's can, can come alongside and help is she's the primary breadwinner right now. You know what I'm saying? Like she's the one out working full time and she's essentially the number two person out of church leading that organization. Like she's, she's more of the, the outward lead. Like, even though, yes, I've started a business, I've done all that. Like I'm, I'm still only working part time right now because I, the best way for me, Hey, to stay on the lead. And that's like, really, honestly, you know what I mean? Especially as a man, like there's, there's a lot that you have to fight pride wise because a lot of me, like I want to be out, you know, working and doing all those things. But really when I stop and that's okay, why does that bother me so much? Is because like as society, like, all right, I'm, I'm the man I should be, I should be leading. I, I should be providing like that type of thing. I'm like, well, why, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to go back working full time, those type of things. But really when it, when I get anxious about it and it really bothers me, it's really from the sense of like, it's the sense of pride where I think like I should be the one doing that. You know what I mean? But yeah, you know, it's not taking turns. Exactly. Exactly. And, and realizing again, from a, from a Christian context, right? Like the man is supposed to lead and love his wife as Christ loved the church. And like, how did Christ lead and love the church? He, he laid down his life and died. So like, in, in order for us to, to, to be able to be all that we were created to be. So the best way that I can lead is to do whatever it takes to help like Sue's become who she's created to be. 
Right. And right now that's what we say, Hey, I want her to be able to do the job. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to give her that opportunity. But that's a, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a, that's a really good point. I think, you know, even, even in non-Christian circles, like it's just understood the dad goes to work, the mom stays home, but that's right. not how it has supposed to be. But, you know, it's cool. And I, I think, you know, we, we both kind of felt that like it's, it's hard as a man, because like, you're just, you're kind of taught that your whole life. So now there's the shame that feels like, well, I'm not pulling the weight. I'm not, you know, I should be the main responsibility and everything, whatever. I'm not doing that. So now I feel like I'm not doing my job and all that stuff. Really realizing like, nah, like it's not, it's not all on me. It doesn't have to be all on me. You know what I mean? And sometimes Sue's going to pull more weight. Sometimes Britt is yeah. going to pull more weight and that's okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And before you give your you know advice to your, your former self um, to kind of go on what you're just saying real quick. Um, I think also just real quickly that if you, what you're doing right now, like you said, right yeah. now, you know, sit back a little bit and look at Sue or the breadwinner. Yeah. It's like, like imagine, you know, had you not done that? Like just, you know, if you had too much pride, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like what, what's the cost? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not that we, yeah. it's all hypothetical, but you know, what I'm trying to get to is like, that's why like marriage is so awesome because like, there's so much like, like sacrifice to be made but like right. it's not even like sacrifice isn't necessarily a bad thing like like sometimes you know, associate the word with it's a negative like when you sacrifice something but it's right. like really the positive and like you're gonna you're gonna get that you're gonna get the rewards of that later because of like you taking this step back and sue's getting a lead and eventually like when sue's gets to the point where she's like where she's at then she, you're gonna be able to do what you got to do and then now right. also you both you both got to do the opportunity exactly you know what i'm saying exactly so it's, yeah. it's just gonna make a better long term that's it, man. That's it. And, and back to your point, like it's again, how we're a team. And so like, how, how do we all, everybody's got a different part to play at a different moment in time, like the whole time and score, right? Right now is Susan's turn to get buckets. You know what I'm saying? I'm at home. I'm, <laughs> Absolutely. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm just passing her the rock, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's all, it's all teamwork and it doesn't have to look a certain way as long as y'all are doing it together. hundred percent, man. So what, so what would you tell yourself, you know, you know, right before, I guess, you decided you were going to get married and mm-hmm. without knowing all the crazy stuff that was going to follow with COVID with, yeah. you know, you're going to have a baby a couple years after that. Like, what would you tell yourself, I guess, going into marriage, like, you know, going into fatherhood to be, you know, ready for, you know? Yeah. What'd you do? Yeah. I would say, yeah, there's so many, so many different angles you can go, but I, I would definitely say like the whole, the whole concept of, of kind of what I was just saying, but like, like humility and lay your life down. Right. Because I think like you were saying with all those transitions, life becomes less about you, but really too, like, you know, I, I, I think part of the struggle in those transitions is, is coming to grips with life is less about you because really like deep inside, like we all want to be, we all want to be like, glorified in a sense we're like man like we want the fame we want the success we want all this because we feel like there's this this inner longing for something greater we think hey if if i just reach this personal level of success then i'll get there mm-hmm. and i think what i'm learning through this process like really like okay yes like i'm in you know with equal shots doing some great things and like in a sense like you know i'm not to- completely in, in in the background but in a lot of sense i feel like i'm i'm being taught to be in the background and realize like, man, like real fulfillment is like, and not, not chasing after things like for your own, for your own 
benefit, but like truly living for others. So even like me, as I build equal shot, like taking a step back, like caused me to realize like, man, like I really want to make sure as I push equal shot out, like I don't start making decisions and doing things like just to make more money because it's so easy to do. I mean, it's a business, you know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. obviously like you, you need money to function, but it's so easy to cross that line. We're like, all right, now I'm only making decisions based on making money. Now it's truly not about the kids or like the impact that I want to make. And I, you know, I, I want, I want my heart and my decisions, all those things to, to truly come from a place of like humility in the sense of like, this is not about like me wanting to do something because I want people to see me as successful, me not doing something because I want to make a certain amount of money, me not doing something for, for those reasons, but like really because I want to like make a difference and change communities and add value to kids' lives and give, you know, people opportunities they may have otherwise never had. But um, so to kind of sum, to, to sum all that up, you know, would be to like really embrace humility and, and, and the concept of like servant leadership laying your life down. Because really that's what life's about. And that's what really I think brings the fulfillment and meaning to life that really we're all looking for, you know. Yeah, 100%, man. And that's that's what I f- kind of feel like the message is because everyone, you know, when they're a kid, you know, they're kind of, they're always told, you know, they got to do this and that and the other. So the, it's it's easy for the mind to be like, I got to figure this out and I got to, it's always going to be me and everything's going to be up to me. But it's like, eventually, for most people, all of a sudden, it, there's going to be this other person that comes in that had the same thought process as you. And now you're yep. together. And then like everything you thought you knew basically goes out the window and you're going to grow <laughs> yeah. together. And then you throw kids in it. So I guess, you know, just accept the process and try to, you know, realize it's not always all about you and things work itself out as long as, like you said, you're willing to, you know, lay your life down for that other person and, you know, take turns when it's time and just, you know, yeah. enjoy every single day. That's it, man. That's it. All right. Well, man, I think this was a very great podcast. Very great Amazing. episode too. There you go. There you go. <laughs> episode two in the book. All right, man. Uh, well, let me uh, let me do some little details on this, and we'll get this thing on air. Let's do it. Let's do All it. Right, get man. it out there. All right. Have a good Sunday, boy. All right, man. Yeah, you too. All right. Peace.